make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hey, me, producer Luke. I'm on dog watch at the moment. Um, Arlo the Great Dane, the famous bum sniffer of, mm-hmm. of really attractive women, NAB. Um, <laughs> you know, you could just leave it at that. I could. Um, so mean to me. He's an idiot. But also, so am I for this. I've had to be inspecting his poos the last couple of days. What's he eating? Oh. He stole a paddle pop off me the other day. <laughs> and Maybe he, you he shouldn't ate, eat 40 a day. He ate, he ate the whole stick. Like, he, he took it. As I was just sitting on yeah. the couch, and I occasionally do give him the odd lick, to be honest with you, but he just took the whole thing in his mouth and just swallowed all of it in one go. And you lick it afterwards, after he's yeah, licked it? Yeah, I don't. Like, your dog licks your face, so I'm like, I don't care about that they stuff. They also lick their bum, so. Yeah, I don't let Teddy. I wouldn't eat something Teddy ate. Right, he's your dog. I don't give a shit. Anyway, um, he swallowed the whole stick, so I'm frantically Googling afterwards, and it basically mm. says. Watch his poop. It should come out sometime in the next three days. If it doesn't, then you might have to go to the vet. Yeah. I have Watch a funny behavior, story about that. All of that. It hasn't come out yet, and I keep having to tear Shh. apart his gigantic Great Dane poos with a twig. It's Maybe disgusting. it broke down in his body because it's biodegradable. I don't know if it would. Not in two or three days. Yeah, stomach acid's pretty strong. Yeah, I don't know. Like, dogs eat sticks all the time. swallowed the full stick. I think he'd be fine. Or it's, like, clogged in an artery. No, I dated a guy once, and he, um... You're not supposed to give your dog cooked chicken, so he accidentally gave, without realising that, the dog, like, a barbecue chook from Coles, the leftover bits. Anyway, in the middle of the night, the dog was coughing, and he was like... chicken? Shit. Yeah, because the tiny bones in like a barbecue. Oh, chicken, chicken wings. Sorry, pieces, yeah, well, pieces it, of chicken. Yeah, cooked chicken is fine, but is in like the boned chicken. Yeah, like a carcass. Yeah, right, right. In yeah. a bachelor's handbag kind right, of thing. Right. So anyway, he the dog woke up in the middle of the night and was coughing. He was like, "Shit, the bone has gotten stuck in his throat." Mm. He put his hand down the dog's throat, mm. felt something hard, was like, "It's a bone." Yeah. I'm gonna have to go to the emergency vet. He rang me and I was like, "Just take him to the emergency vet. They're open all night." Drove in, they're like, yep, immediately it's a $400 fee, all this stuff, we'll yeah, check yeah. him out. Sitting outside frantically thinking he's killed his dog. Mm. The chick came out, she's like, he's got a cough. Um, <laughs> what you felt was the voice box. Oh, $400 <laughs> later. He just had a cough. In the middle of the night, he just decided to... <laughs> in the middle of the night. But you would, you would panic yeah, and we'd all go. Mm. My dog coughs a lot. Well, not a lot, a lot, but like... I'll take him in the car and he'll just sit there happy as Larry and then he'll just go <laughs> I'm like and you think you're right? dying it's <laughs> it terrifying like the smoke is gone yeah it's that'd be so scary Teddy does yeah. a fake sneeze because oh. when he was little he would actually sneeze and I'd give him heaps of attention because it was really Smart. cute so he'll be at like we'll be at the dinner table and he'll start going <laughs> and oh, we're he's like, huffing no he, he does a sneeze thing like he'll be like well, you're, you're, Teddy and Frankie, my girl dog, are not that dissimilar in that they're attention staff. Frankie will growl at me if I don't pat her. <laughs> oh, really? She'll sit on she the did couch. That to me the other day. Yeah, she. If you're not, if you don't have a hand somewhere on her body, she uh. will growl at you. For God's sakes, woman. Actually, oh. Alex texted me and asked if he could see Frankie this week. He misses her. Well, until he says yes to playing squash with me, no. Hey, why are we not playing squash again? Because Alex, husband Alex, is, I don't know, he's in a deep cave of emotions at the moment. I haven't oh. seen He reckons him. he's done his hammy. We will see. He's, you know how I he did will be his hammy. Tell. Did you hear how? He was playing t-ball with children and he tried to <laughs> run through second base too quick. 
So can we just like reiterate that you. he is a teacher? Yeah, he's yeah, not sure, just yeah. randomly yeah. playing table. With he's just playing table with the kids at the park. Anyway, the police said he can't yeah. go back, but they were sympathetic uh, about the hammy. Uh, you can't say that he's a teacher. <laughs> uh, I can say what I want. Maybe if he loses his job, we'll have time for squash. True. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he still playing golf? Because I was his golf partner. And obviously so apparently he's playing golf him. on the weekend with people I've never heard of before. He started oh. naming names. I was like, they sound made up. Oh. Is he having an affair? Probably. A bit sad if they're playing golf as their date, though. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be sad because that was our date. That's how we started dating. Really? Yeah, well, he like he was a teacher, so that was the only time I did breakfast radio. Yeah. We had Arvos. Instead of having a drink, you'd play. Yeah, we'd go, oh, mate, we'd have a drink, but after the golf. Yeah, right. So that's his thing. He takes yeah, him to a golf course. That's what he does with the I ladies. wonder how many women he's taken to golf courses and played nine holes, <laughs> maybe ten, maybe eleven, <laughs> potentially twelve. Um, <laughs> Nineteen. One, two, three, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> radio show. Radio show. I cannot. Radio show. You just uh, said that. Um, oh, I just forgot how disappointed I am in this state. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> University uh, of the Rush yeah. Oh, my God. We had a clean sweep. Of, a clean sweep of the board. And then one random dude, yep. I think, called out of sympathy oh, when team. we were off air. Let, let's, you know what? You have to that. listen to the podcast to find out what it was about. Yeah. But I was so sure my opinion for once in my life was going to be that of others. I was so sure that all of us in Queensland would be on the same side. I'm, I'm actually so disappointed to be part of the rush hour after that. You're also going to get dumped most likely because you forgot your partner in something pretty significant. That wasn't my fault. Oh. It was pretty funny. I was on the spot. It's called Instincts and you definitely played into them. You joined a certain club you want out of? Yes, immediately. The bikies, you know, just it's a criminal organisation. <laughs> it was the, it was the tattoo, you, wasn't you it? Get, this is how, this is how <laughs> a day at the bikies would go if AV tried to join. They'd all be chilling out. She'd start talking to Phil Space. She'd get shot and that would be the end of it. <laughs> Um, Worth it to get your patch, though. Uh, And you learn the story of Victor Lustig, who is the greatest ever con man. We had a big show. Oh, Scotty Hilly is in there, too. Far out. Yeah, jeez. Quality. 10 out of 10. Can you believe we get this for free? Tomorrow's standard won't be this. Pay me for it. Listen to today, skip tomorrow's podcast, and we'll join you again Monday. We'll talk to you soon. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Got him on. Got him on. This is Out of Town with Scott Hillier. Can't be this sort of stuff. Now, Crypt Coast on our screens on Saturday afternoons, just after 5 o'clock. Our man that is always out exploring this beautiful state in Central Queensland this week. Scotty yes. Hillier, what are you up to, brother? Mate, as I stand here and speak to the greatest pair of radio heads ever given ears and mouths, wow. I'm, sit- I'm standing in my accommodation overlooking the mighty Fitzroy River where we were this morning down there filming a BCF special and we caught a 99-centimetre barramundi under the road bridge in the middle of town. There you go. What's the record? Just to give us non-fishing experts a bit of a uh, guide. Look, look. Uh, the the meter is your magical is your magical mark, but mm. look up the record. You know, one thirty, one forty. We're talking fifty pound a barra. You know, that's a that's a big barra. But we didn't get that many today. We just got the one, but yeah. just under the meter. And you know me, I'm a fisherman. I'm going for the camera. Stretch it out. They, they, we fish with a couple <laughs> yeah. of local lads. Yeah. 
Kobe yeah. Pascoe, who's a local ambassador, and, and Trav Lacey from Hook Fishing, which is the charter we use. So they're going, it's 99, and I'm going off camera. No, it's, not, it's a metre. It's 99. <laughs> Round hey, it up. It's it's a metre. <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't push it out. They're, they're honest, these lads up here in Rocky, which uh, which leads me, team, into the Barramundi closure, which isn't far away. So for those listening and maybe want to think we want to head out and chase a barra, 1st of November, the closure kicks in. So you've got a couple of weeks to head out and, uh, and chase a barra. Monday if you want to do it here in Rocky, Townsville, and anywhere up that east coast here where there's conditions to be nice and warm. Have you ever caught a barra? Either are you pair of lovely boats? No. I, I, just, I couldn't identify no. the fish I caught. Just seeing the photo, uh, <laughs> producer Luke sent it through a couple of things. I mean, look, let's be honest, all men were guilty of making things look bigger on camera. Uh, second of all, <laughs> you are <laughs> holding that barra with another gentleman. I know you, yes. mate. When you go on your fake camping trips at Crete to coast, yes. you stay at the yes. hotel. Everyone else braves it in the bush. You didn't catch that fish, did you? It was the other bloke. Okay, I'm mm. going to have a minute to think about <laughs> yeah. that one second. And Just... I did not catch that barrel. Oh. The other fella did. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't get lawyers involved, Scotty. Oh. Character yeah, defamation. But, but speaking of camping, we, mm. we leave in the morning and we're heading up to a place called Pearl Bay, which is about 100 k's north of Yapoon. And I'm actually going to be sleeping in a swag on the island up there. We're going to be catching red emperor, coral trout, nanny guy, nice. mackerel, and then we're going in and I'm just going to quickly give you the recipe I'm going to do on Creepy Coast uh, whilst I'm on the island with a little burner. I'm going to do a coral trout, soak the fillets after they've been done in buttermilk. So soak them in buttermilk wow. and then they go into corn flour and then we shallow fry them in a little bit of oil infused with truffles. Oh, stop it. Yes, please. Thank you. Yes, I'll take please. two. Yes, you, okay, well, I'll arrange that. I'll have them flown via Pelican to you guys, uh, the rush hour, straight away. Creek to Coast is, uh, is back on our tellies <laughs> this Saturday at 5.30pm. You can check that one out. What, what episode will we catch this week, Scott? I'm cooking with the team from ARB. We're doing lamb shanks on, in the camp oven. Channel 7, our man Scotty Healy at Creek to Coast. Appreciate your time, mate. Go well, and uh, we'll chat to you next week. Lovely team. Thank you. This is not an official study. Yes, we made a fake university in order to conduct studies with the people of Queensland and make official rulings. And this is one that is very close to my heart. Since yesterday, when we were caught up in quite a heated debate, Mm -hmm. all pun intended. Roast pork during the middle of the week is illegal. What? There's no rules. Roast day can be every day. What? Sunday roast. Sunday's roast day? No, Sunday's just also roast day. You can have multiple roast days. How dare you? The people of Queensland will decide today, once and for all, is roast exclusively for Sundays on 13353 or can any day be roast day? What is this? Like, why would we have this kind of control over ourselves? Imagine if one day they said, oh, you can only have a schnitty on one day a week. It's Tuesdays, by the way. You can only have pizza one day a week. Like, I don't want to be limited. I don't want to be tied down to certain days for meals. If I want a roast lamb on a Wednesday, I'll have a damn roast lamb. You know what this is? It's you woke lefties going away from tradition. Sunday roast has been an Australian tradition for as long as anyone that is alive could remember. If you're having a roast lamb on a Wednesday, you are raising your family the wrong way. (laughs) Roast preparation. You know, mum or dad or both in the kitchen, sorting that out on a Sunday whilst the kids are running feral outside the... The sweet scent of pork crackling at 6pm on the dot on a Sunday. I just, I actually can't fathom what you said yesterday. 
I just don't understand why it matters so much. Why can't I have that kind of joy on a Tuesday or a Thursday? You know, weekdays are hard. Why not bring a little bit of joy with a roast to the middle of the week? You're making them harder by preparing a three-hour meal on a weekday. Here's, and I prep it sometimes gonna, in the slow cooker. I'm going to name this man because he's a genius. Ben Lonergan, the North Queensland Cowboys media manager. <laughs> Wonderful at his job. Listening to the Rush Hour this afternoon. Three words only. Roast Sundays only. Smart man. Okay, well, Ben, you're not invited over to my Tuesday roast chicken night I that I've decided to make care. a thing. As of now. You're a monster. How? You're a dead set I, monster. You'll find... I'm sorry, I'm keeping the lamb shoulder business in good stead. You'll find... By having it more than once a week. On one triple three five three, as we conclude our study inside the next 10 minutes, 90% of Queenslanders will be roasted. No way. Guaranteed. Queenslanders like a good time, okay? Oh, my God. They will have roast any day of the week. You think you know a woman? One triple three five three. Over to you, Queensland. Remind me to never invite you over for dinner again. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Look, we're not going to agree, which is why no. we're going to the people. Okay, today. one triple three five three. We've got a wide bay for Sarah. Okay, so you can have a roast um, six days a week because you can't have it on Tuesdays because that's Taco Tuesdays. True, true. That is a rule that I can get behind, Sarah. You know what? If she was a dictator, I would accept her regime. No, just because you already agree with her views. That doesn't work. Yeah, but that isn't that... Oh, my I God. I mean, you get lucky if your dictator has good views. It's just very uncommon. Brad joins us next. Thanks for calling the rush out, Brad. Rosa for a Sunday only, surely. Mate, you are very close. I like to consider myself to be a bit of a culinary expert. Great. Um... Yeah, you can you can eat meat any day, of sort of thing. But a roast, a roast can only be eaten on a day that ends in AY. <laughs> Go AB. Thank you, Brad. Good man. That's it. What is you wrong with Queensland? You just don't get this state. You do not get it. Uh, apparently not. And you New know South what? Wales doesn't have a good time, so it makes sense that you're there. Just I'm not, a blow-in. Just waiting all week for roast. Structures worked for me for a very long time. <laughs> Sunday for roast. Anyway, uh, let's go to Bundaberg. Mandy joins us now. I'm, I'm getting outvoted here. I thought a lot of Queenslanders would agree with the fact that roasts are for Sunday only. What do you got? Elliot, I suppose if you're the one that has a Sunday roast, mm. I suppose you're having a tea party prior to that. Um, I'd say roasts are for any day of the week. Sundays, mate, most parents should be drunk by Sunday afternoon True. and not even be thinking about a roast. True. Okay, so that's that's my thought on the matter. I like you, Mandy. I really well, like I you. Actually, I've, I've, can I just say, and calls are still streaming in, I don't know if I can do any more. I've never been more disappointed in this state. I cannot believe that we've gone away from tradition. We've all turned into woke lefties that want to change the world and blah, 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 and now we're eating roast pork on a Wednesday. Can I just... Sorry. Okay. I've been to your house before. Yep. You made me a piece of gristle steak with bread and tomato sauce. I didn't make I that. I don't think you make my, many roasts my, my anyway. My made that so this for is me. <laughs> so you just insulted her cooking. Well done. Producer Luke, what are the official stats? Not that I want to know. It's a clean sweep at the board, 100% of callers say any day. <laughs> Get, you know what? I'm going to have a roast for afternoon tea today. I'm off. I can't. Get me out of this state. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. Obscure History with Elliot Lovejoy.
I, I want to tell you a story today about one of the most incredible women I've ever heard of. I'll flash you back to World War II. In the 1800s, they attached bells to the coffin door and the arms of the people, so if they're still alive, they'd hear a bell on top of the grave and they'd dig them out. Saved by I the bell. That was... Literally ride shotgun. So the passenger would carry a shotgun in order to scare off robbers who might want to attack them. A quick shout-out to a lot of our grade 12s across Queensland are, are wrapping things up at the moment, right? And Ooh. there's a lot of you that I'm sure sit in school, in class, and particularly when it comes to modern history, you struggle to take in the information. I was that kid, but as an adult, all I want to do is learn. I love this stuff. So what are you trying to tell them? <laughs> that they're not going to be good at it now. Yeah. They might in 10 to 15 years and well, have 20. a pretty <laughs> subpar job in life. <laughs> Yeah! So much to look forward to! Exactly. Um, all right, today, guys, I'm going to tell you the tale of Victor Lustig, the man that sold the Eiffel Tower twice. Uh, Victor Lustig was known or is known as the greatest con man of all time. This gentleman was of both Austrian and Hungarian descent. Uh, Lustig was around in sort of the early 1900s. That's when he was active. So... Let's start with his first trip to France. In 1925, whilst Victor was travelling through France, the Eiffel Tower, I had no idea about this, was actually in terrible shape, and many news articles were saying it was probably going to be knocked down and sold for parts. Oh. What Victor decided to do was pose as the Minister of Posts and Telegraphs, held a town meeting about how it was getting knocked down, opened the bidding for all the bits from the tower, and the first unlucky sucker agreed to pay Victor 70,000 francs or 123,000 Australian dollars. That's back in 1925. So that's worth a ton. A few million Millions. in these today's, in today's language, yeah. Apparently the guy was so embarrassed about it, the one that paid all that money, that he didn't report it to the police, and, and Victor got away with it. He was able to skip the country, oh. and away he goes. So he had, but you like, know, I mean, how do you own it? It's in Paris. N- no, because it was getting knocked down for parts. It was the oh. whole thing. And so then he, okay, and he's like, "Don't knock it down. I own it." It's a fake purchase. He's a con. Yeah, man. yeah. But if he was to own it, what was the point? It's just sitting oh, there. Oh, these are boring details. Okay. that don't matter. Anyway, he got away <laughs> with it. Victor then thinks, well, hang on, this worked once. They didn't go to the police. And you know what he decides to do exactly one year later? He takes a trip back to France. Nice. Victor tries to go with the same thing again. Unfortunately, this time, though, there was a, someone a little bit more clued on, said, well, it doesn't make sense that you could sell the Eiffel Tower. Okay, so same questions I asked. There you go. I the, wouldn't have got scammed. The police got involved, but Victor, being the little snake rat he was, managed to get away once more. One of his final cons is actually my favourite. Uh, he ended up uh, heading along to the US of A, did Victor Lustig. Oh, yeah. He conned a relatively important businessman out of $50,000. That's American money. And he realised he'd made a little bit of a mistake when said businessman sent people after Lustig. Apparently this businessman was a pretty big deal. It ended up that Victor Lustig had accidentally, well, on purpose, conned Al Capone. Oh, oh, my God. oh no. This gets better. Al Capone, known as a ruthless man. If you were on the wrong side of yeah. him, unfortunately you weren't alive much longer. Victor was said to be so good with his words 
that not only did he not have to pay back the $50,000, Al Capone felt bad for him because he sold him a sob story about his family passing. Al gave him another $5,000 and sent him on his way. Oh, I thought you were going to say he hired him. <laughs> Victor, the inflictor of scams. Oh, Victor crisscrossed between Mexico, the USA and Canada until a jilted mistress outed him in 1935. He was finally arrested. He unfortunately did pass a few years later, uh. but he's still conning us even in death as his tombstone reads Victor Lustig, apprentice salesman. Just goes to show hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Al Capone couldn't take him down but an an angry girlfriend could. Oh, what a man. Victor Lustig. Elliot, I've joined a new club and I really need your help to get out of it immediately. As soon as possible. That you joined because... On purpose? Yes. Okay. Of course. Right. I got asked and I didn't say no. That's not in my vocabulary. Yep. I said vocabulary. Vocabulary. <laughs> Vocab. <laughs> I just said yes. <laughs> Easier. Anyway, I'm at that age where a lot of my girlfriends are in book clubs. Plenty of them. And I've never really been invited to one just because I move around all the time and I don't tend to have friends in the same place, so it's hard. But one of my friends who lives away as well suggested we do a virtual book club. Right. I said, excellent. I said, you know, we'll get our computers out, put the Zoom on, have a glass of wine and talk about the book. I said, sure, whatever. It's like university and school all over again. I woke up in the middle of the night last night in sweats. (laughs) Thinking... Read this book, yeah, and it's in two days. I haven't even started. I haven't even bought the book. I used to cram last minute. I know that might shock you. I was a crammer when it came to study, and I am tr- doing exactly the same thing in book club all over again, and it is not working. Well, I mean, you're not cramming. You haven't done anything. No. So, I've got options though. I, I either leave the club or. There is another solution, but I would like your assistance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to the solutions in a sec, but first a few questions, if I may. Okay, please. What part of you thought that you'd be good in a book club? You're good at so many things, but when it comes to finishing stuff, I'll give a couple of examples, if I may. (laughs) Um, You were doing a painting for me last year. It's now been 18 months, and I still am yet to see. Yeah, it's a work of art in progress. I know you haven't done anything on it in six months. I keep forgetting about it. Uh, You borrowed a Wayne Bell. Bennett book from me recently, which is something you're actually really into. That took you six weeks to read. And you're not necessarily a big reader anyway, so why this? It was the social element mostly. You, social, you, are, you are queen social. Yeah, but you are everywhere. Clubs, book clubs are a rot anyway. You talk about the book for two seconds and then you just <laughs> talk about each other's lives. Yes, if they're a rot? Because I thought I could enrich my life with some oh. more reads. Um, anyway, <laughs> look, I don't think I could get out right. of it because... Okay. I want to see my friends. But yeah. I've written down a few things that I could it's say. It's virtual, so you don't see them. Still, I just want the wine. Anyway, there's a few phrases I could say, and honestly, yes. I don't reckon they'll be able to tell that I haven't read the book. Hit Number me. one, gripping read. Okay. Number two, real page turner. <laughs> Number three, good character development. I won't say great in case it isn't great. Mm. Just, yeah, decent character development. Can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> you are so screwed. <laughs>
Unfortunately, in the world of YouTube, our kids are watching some absolute Derricks online, and, and these are the capital of Derrickville, a DJ group called Bread Gang, who apparently Ooh. they do a lot of uh, cringe tricks and whatever on TikTok and every. I've never seen them pranks. before. Yeah, pranks oh, on pranks are on, the worst. on TikTok. Anyway, these idiots have just been to Las Vegas, and they had a four-day trip there that was meant to be two days doing appearances. Apparently, they're world famous these two Aussies. I purposely didn't find out if they're from Queensland or not because I didn't want to bring shame to the state. Um, Two of the blokes ended up in jail for two days for their poor behaviour on the drink and some other ones have managed to get themselves banned for life from five Las Vegas venues. Now, Las Vegas is the party capital of the world. To get banned from one venue over there must be some poor behaviour. Five times. Two of these blokes involved too. Two of their team now have life bans from the US of A in total. They yeah, because so I was going to say America are very quick at banning people from, a t- from coming at all. Not quick with their gun laws, but they are quick. <laughs> At doing that, apparently it was a full-blown bender. One of them ended up getting robbed at gunpoint too. It was all happening, but it is an extreme example of Aussies, or hopefully not Queenslanders, behaving badly overseas. If you've got a story, one triple three five three. Mine, of course, involves barley. I don't know what it is. People have a taste of the bintang and they lose their marbles. Yep. We were at a bar in Seminyak. My girlfriend and I were having a couple of drinks and a few guys came over to us. We were both single at the time, having some drinks with them and another group of guys came over. I was My friend Amber that I went with is supremely hot Mm. and so people just kept coming up to her all night and me, of course, as well. And one of the guys she said no to and he walked over and flipped the the pool table in anger and got arrested. What an idiot. Yeah. I don't know how he lifted it. Pure rage from how hot she was, but anyway, <laughs> one, relatable. One triple three five three. Queenslanders or other Aussies behaving badly overseas. Um, this is a place where you don't want to get in trouble with the police. Uh, I was in the Middle East for a while uh, in the United Arab Emirates. I had some mates over there for a rugby trip at one stage, and they just happened to be there whilst I had to do a border run to Oman. You go into the country, get something stamped, and you come back in. At the actual border place, now my mates, I can tell this story now because we're not there anymore. They'd had a few beers and they had a go back either can you had a definitely not had a couple of beers with them at the time the truck in front of us had two camels and two locals that were in there too my mates thought it was a great idea to try and feed the camels their beers (laughs) didn't set well with the locals nor did it do with customs and the border border authorities all that they were kicked out they they didn't get kicked out they're in huge trouble we get yelled at in a different language by police i thought we were going to get killed triple m's rush hour with ab and elliot we were due for a bit of a game elliot and Mm. putting ourselves to to the test to see how well we know each other. I've been going to a lot of weddings, as I've said of late, and a popular instalment at hen's parties that I seem to find is this perfect pairs game where, you know, the maid of honour and the uh, bridesmaids will ask the groom a bunch of questions in advance, record his answers, and see what the bride's version of events are. They do it at the box as well occasionally probably less so though because they don't care but i thought we could do the same thing we could pre-answer the questions (laughs) and see if we're in sync you know we've been working together for nearly two years now some of the marriages i've attended for these these weddings and these hens those people have known each other less time than we have um okay so (laughs) producer luke is here to help hello yes all right ab i'll ask you first what three words would you use to describe elliot 
Um, stumpy. Stumpy. Told I was going to say stubborn or grumpy, but then I made it into one word, yeah. which actually describes you quite well. Hurry it up. Uh, I'd say grumpy, kind, hardworking. Elliot. You got one of them. Which you was? Got, you got grumpy. I led with yeah, grumpy, inspiring. <laughs> And and the last one was tired. So one for three is not bad. Stumpy, though, in future will work Elliot, for you. what three words would you use to describe AB? Stumpy. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, flippant. Um, driven. Is easily distracted, one word. Uh, Something like um, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. AB. I did write annoying, which I think that covers. Yeah. Um, hardworking, driven. Hardworking and driven, I'll give that. Yeah, and what was my last one again? Don't even know myself. <laughs> kind. Ah. Oh. So, yeah, kind is wrong. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sorry, I got that okay. wrong. <laughs> AB, what do you think Elliot said your worst habits were? Once again, that I'm annoying. Um, no, they were pretty specific. That I get, okay, so I obsess over stupid things. I actually didn't put that in there. No, he didn't. But it is. I just I wrote four things down. I ran out of <laughs> <Yeah>. paper space. <laughs> I wrote one thing about you. Oh. Well, it said things. So I said on your phone during meetings. I said being oh. late for meetings. I said filling silence and not listening. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Okay. Elliot, what are you and AB most likely to argue about? Oh, uh, woke lefty shit. <laughs> um, what do you reckon, A.B.? Should we give that to him? Yeah. Yeah, she wrote uh, uh, her obsessing over dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wouldn't say woke lefty stuff is dumb, necessarily. Oh, I don't know. Some woke lefty stuff is. <laughs> and there's the argument. Yeah. All right, A.B., who do you think would play you in a movie of your life? Or oh who do you gosh. think Elliot would say? I don't know, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh, Meryl Streep. I mean, she's good. Yeah, I know. I'd hope because it's a hard role. Uh, I went, We'd need a good actress. I went. No, I went a comedian. I went Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Because she's a bit of a loose unit. Okay. I'll say that. All right. And Elliot, finally, mm. what's the first thing you'd grab in a fire? Uh, dogs. Yeah, I did write that. Ring-a-ding. I wrote dogs or Abby. I nearly wrote oh, Oculus Abby. machine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, she could, she would know to leave, you know what I mean? That's how I pick I mean, <laughs> wouldn't the dogs? Far out. Oh, man. She's been listening to the show a lot lately, so this will be interesting. Right, right. That'll be fun for you. So we don't know each other, and I'm getting broken up with, so this has been successful. <laughs> I'll make it look easy with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.